Hey, and welcome back to True True to Lie with Harry Day. Um, if you heard the last episode, it was very real. It was very serious. It's a moment in someone's life that is somewhat of a high water mark. And as I've as I've seen in the past with me and with and with other people when they go through certain moments in their life, when things get real, when things get real, real, you start to think about no regrets. I should have done this. I should have said that. I have no regrets with my father. Thank the good Lord. But you look at other aspects of your life and wonder if you have regrets. And there's one part of my life in the past where I kind of have regrets. And you may wonder, well, what in the hell, what could it be? I've listened to all your all your uh, episodes and it seems like you do a lot of different stuff and you've been around, you've done things. I mean, what could you possibly regret? Well, this is this is why this show is going to be explicit. I've already got a song, an outro for this episode with a little bit of explicit in it that that will describe this show very accurately. This episode. And so it's going to be explicit as I go. So I may as well just say things like shit, fuck, cock, balls, get it out of the way so I won't stutter or mispronounce things like fuck, shit, cock, balls, or, or squirt, or whatever, whatever I'm going to get into. Um, the things in my past that I, that I regret, there were a lot of girls that I knew or know that I could have and did not sleep with. And I'm not going to talk about them. This is not the episode. This is this part's about the regrets. There, there were certain girls that I was just mad for that I never had sex with. And some I was scared to because they had sex with lots of guys. And I was like, I don't think I should. I'll catch something. And I might have had I. I don't know. And others, it just didn't work out. Bad timing. Uh, maybe they didn't want to have sex. Usually the regrets, though, were the, the opportunities that I had 
where girls liked me, even if I didn't know them and they knew me, and they were throwing the hint. And I was just either shy or uh, scared or nervous. This is when I'm much, much younger. You know, late, late teens, early, early 20s. You know, before I really blossomed and and kind of man-whored myself for a little bit. Not very long. You know, not, not a lot. Um, maybe more than most men. Certainly not more than all men because there's some out there that are professional man sluts who give female sluts a bad name. Uh, does that even make sense? I don't think that makes sense, but it doesn't matter because I don't have anyone here to correct me. Empty house tonight except for two dogs and me. I'm going to fucking say whatever I want to say. This will be labeled explicit. If you don't want to hear explicit, you were warned. But... We're going to get explicit. And I'm going to talk about people that I've met over the past six months. I'm divorced. Newly divorced. My ex encouraged me to date and find someone even before the divorce was final. I was like, okay, I will. I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying. Well, I live in the country, right? I work from my house, either in here writing or in that room over there that you can't see painting or on the back porch painting. Or like a lot of the work I do, uh, my metal work in my shop to my left, I'm pointing over there now. Can you see it? It's right past the bananas. You can't see them either, can you? Maybe they're not there. But I went, I decided to go on an online dating site. I knew what I was looking for. There would be people on there who were looking for looking for whatever they were looking for too. So everyone knew that they were looking. There was no, why did you say that to me? I'm not interested. You know, you find out fast whether someone's interested or not on internet dating. And it's, you know, a majority, you know, it's about 80% impersonal. You know, someone may be talking with you, chatting on text or on the site one day or one evening, and then you never hear from them again. And early on, I learned that you you need to have a certain point of view and, uh, gosh, I won't say protective shell because it's all online, or if you get to know them, text and phone until you meet them. And you don't meet all of them. You meet a small percentage of them, really. But a friend of a re, the only reason I decided I would get on a dating site and make a profile and put up some pictures and info about me, the only reason I did this is I have a friend who listens to this show who went on a dating site long ago when I didn't know they existed and met a woman and they dated, they had everything in common and they fell in love and they got married, they each had kid. Then they made their own kid, I think they made their, another kid. I think they have two between them and then one separate. And now they foster children in their homes until they find a home. So they love kids obviously and they, if there was ever a success story from online dating, 
this couple is the success story. And I applaud that. And, and, and seeing that success, it changed my entire point of view over the, 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 the thing, the online dating. But I, I was married, and so I knew it existed, but I, you know, who cares? I'm married. Well, it didn't work. And so I knew how my friend had had success with it. And I had in my mind that certainly a large percentage doesn't work. And you can't go by the commercials on TV because apparently it works for everybody that's on the commercial. (laughs) Imagine that. Excellent marketing. It'd be bad marketing if they were like, no, I got chlamydia from this one, and no, it didn't work. Uh, They stalked me and stole my car. You know, there's a lot of crazies out there. And from I've been on this site for six months, off and on a little bit, and really I wouldn't just play the field. If I made a connection with someone, I just stuck with that connection and panned it out, and, and you know, we... we would text either on the site or then we'd exchange numbers and text, maybe call. I did, I've done a little bit of a FaceTime. And an overall reaction to this six months is a lot of them did not look like their pictures. They looked like them, but it, you know, a picture only shows so much. And when you see the whole thing, that first meeting is always like nerves, nerves, nerves. Now I'm comfortable with me. I have no problem with my height or my weight or how I look or how I come off as far as um, my conversation. I'm, I'm gregarious, talkative, an extrovert. And I don't, I'm not necessarily looking for someone like me. I'm just looking for someone that I sync with, that you just that just matches up and you have fun and it's easy. And the only, this is the only reason, I wasn't ever going to do this episode because I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to use names or, or towns where they're from. I'm going to be very general about details of the individual but the rest I'm just going to let fly fucking out because there's crazy people out there not dangerous just crazy crazy people and I can handle a lot of crazy believe me I can handle crazy I can rationalize and reason crazy and make people who say they're crazy. That see, I have this theory. Someone says they're crazy. Oh, I'm so crazy. You are not crazy. A crazy person does not say they're they're crazy. A crazy person does not say they're crazy. If you call someone crazy and you're even kidding, and they're offended and they defend themselves and they're upset and the the room shits the bed. They're probably crazy. But when someone says, oh, I'm so crazy, you're so crazy, no one's crazy in that scenario. No crazy. It's the crazy deniers that are crazy. And I know crazy. I've seen it. 
in a lot of levels and a lot of places. So I think that my theory holds water. Sometimes it's crazy water. Sometimes it's holy water. Sometimes it's crazy holy water, as you'll find out. If I'll ever get into the beginning of these seven individuals, what time am I hitting already? Uh, just 11 minutes. Um, how about a little tea break? This is Arizona green tea again. I, I, you know, I tried the Lipton with lemon or citrus, they call it. And it's good. It really is good. It's a little too citrusy, a little too much tang in it. And I think it's uh, sugar sweetened and not honey sweetened, which makes the uh, Arizona green tea better in my mind. So I'm going to drink some now. And they have not sent me any free Arizona green tea yet. I keep trying, but they won't even answer my emails. So let's get down to the nutty gritty. It was around New Year's. I'm not exactly sure if it was just before in December or just after in January. But I found a site after doing some research that I thought I would uh, log on to and do a profile, put my picture in there, a couple pictures, you know, write a little bit about me, and then start browsing the uh, woman's pages or whatever whatever you want to call it the woman the, the all the profiles you know you have a you have a cover profile picture and a, a little bit of info and then you hit view profile and you can see whatever they put up there a lot of a lot of the women put one picture and just the basics and that's all you get and so you really don't know a thing about them and those are also usually the ones that never answer or reply the ones that take the time to put a little more info on their profile or the ones that are more serious, I guess, in trying to make a connection. I mean, if, if I would have kept calling the woman in Memphis, we'd still be friends, but I lost her number when I, when I purged my phone for some reason of, uh, of unnecessary numbers and, and contacts that I'd never call or didn't need. And that was one where I was just, you know, I don't know, I just, I just purged it. But we'll get into that one after my initial connection. The very first connection was a really good looking redheaded woman. She uh, looked a little European. The background in her pictures looked a little European but she was from some little town in South Mississippi. And uh, I don't remember if she liked me first or I liked her on the little links you click to let them know or let me know, hey, um, what's going on, what's up? But we got to talking on, on the ch in the chat room or whatever it is, just, uh, just between the two of us. And she was like, oh, yeah, I moved to New York from from Bulgaria or wherever. And I'm a jewelry designer and a fashion designer. And I got tired of the city. I got tired of my, I want to say that this might be the second crazy husband. 
I think they're all crazy husbands in the in this that these women are all running from as far as they're concerned. But for some reason she was like, Well, I, all my all my work is done mainly to just a few customers and so I could live wherever I wanted and I just wanted to live in the middle of nowhere and so I I made my way south, you know, outside the New Orleans area and just chose this little town because I can just mail everything. So I'm thinking, I don't believe you, but maybe it's real, but I don't believe you. But you sure are good looking, but I'm not going to let that sway me in any way. I'm going to temper my expectations. That is the key to the online dating site experience. Do not get your expectations up. You will early on anyway, and then they'll get shattered or busted or kicked in the balls, and you'll realize I can't take any of this seriously until I actually meet someone in person and there's a connection. And even then, with this whole system, it might not, it might not continue as I will get to, because I call it the zoo. It's a madhouse. But this, this Euro trash chick, you know, good talking back and forth. It was the first connection. And so, you know, it, it was, a, there were lines that I learned to recognize after this connection. Of like, I'm looking for my one and only, my man, my, you know, it was, it was just, it was too romantic, it was too romantic, too much romanticism in the flow of the things she was saying. So I'm, I'm 90%, this is, this is BS because she's, says she's in this little bitty town in South Mississippi. I'm talking small you know, of all places. And and your picture, uh, you know, that's, that looks like a European town in, in the picture there. So that that's not right. Well, you know, a couple of weeks go by, just, you know, texting every other day or every day a little bit, you know, just a little, for a little time. And then she's like, well, I'm going out of town on my big trip. I'm like, oh, fun, have a good time. And she's like, yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to London to see a supplier. I used to work there. And I'm like, okay. That's what she said. I used to work there. I was like, well, that's neat. You know, we'll have a good time. Let me know when you get back. Well, in, in like two days, she's like, I'm here in London. And I'm hoping you can do me a favor. And I'm thinking, here it is. I'm like, what favor's that? She's like, well, I, have, I can't access my bank account from overseas. And so if I can get a friend to give you the money, will you put it in your account and wire it to me? (laughs) I said, no. She's like, why? It's no big deal. And I was like, well, your friend can put it in their account and wire it to you if it's no big deal. Why would you go on a, and I don't even know why I went this far into it. Why would you go on a trip for supplies for your work and not have the money to get it? But that was the point was moot on that. It's a money scam, everyone. And apparently, I guess some of these women are successful with it. I'm not sure. It's a money. Maybe it's a money laundering scheme. 
I think that's the research I did afterwards where I was trying to figure out how these scams work through these sites. And someone gives you money, you take the money and put it in an account and then you wire it to them. You actually don't make or lose any money but money has moved from point A to point C, you're being the B, the butthead, except I didn't do it. So she, I'm like, listen, sorry, but I can't do it. She's like, well, it's okay. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> well, that's what my father used to say to me when I was a kid, and it crushed me. I was used to it. Some Euro trash trying to get me to launder money did not crush me. I saying she was disappointed. And that was that. That little connection, I don't know if that was a month's time, maybe three weeks. It was in January, I guess. And uh, that was my lesson learned. That was my uh, baptism into the ridiculousness of the website dating fun. So, then I meet another one online um pretty good looking european from uh a, a country outside of italy let's say and got along pretty well she was separated but not divorced from an older man who was kind of a lazy husband and she was a hard-working woman. She was, I mean, she was a busy woman. She was the real deal. And so I asked her early on, wait a minute, are you European? Are you going to run the European money launder on me? She goes, I am European. What are you talking about the money launder? I'm like, never mind. <laughs> never mind. She was the real deal. Um, we talked a lot. All through February, maybe. And I'm, I'm generalizing the time frame. Um, her voice, you know, we call and talked on the phone, and her voice was was really romantic. Her voice was, was, I liked hearing her voice. She liked hearing my voice. I'm Southern. I'm a gentleman. She had this European accent, but she spoke excellent English. And, we, you know, it would, it would, we would have a little bit of sexy talk. She was always horny, it sounded like. She had her little man, her boy, who was a toddler, week on, week off. So week on, we just kind of talk or texted a little bit. You know, maybe late at night, once he went to sleep, we'd talk. Week off, we would talk late into the night, and she would get me to talk dirty to her. I'd never talk dirty to someone, especially while they were pleasuring themselves on the other end of a phone line. <laughs> Maybe not even in the same room, I don't know. But uh, I'm a talker, so... You know, I'm asking what she want, wants me to say, and I'm saying these things, and I guess she's doing her thing. And uh, she's reacting, and I'm I'm talking, but as I, 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 I was saying the same thing over and over, 
and I really don't want to say it here, so I'm not. But at some point, when she was pretty built up, I was out, you know, we were talking about it, it was getting loud. I was like, oh man, we we just pissed off the neighbor's cat. We're knocking stuff off the neighbor's walls. We just pissed off their cat. I don't know why I said that. And she bust out laughing in a really deep belly laugh. Oh, she would send me nude pictures. That's right. In like, uh, in, in Victoria's Secret undergarment. She would send me these pictures of her, ask me what I thought. And I was like, that's really nice. I'd love to come uh, meet you. Um, but I, I said something about pissing off the neighbor's cat. And she belly laughed. She's like, I, it's, yeah. And I was like, I ruined it, didn't I? And, and we were laughing. She was like, yeah, you, you, the moment's done. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I'm sorry. You know, we can try it again sometime. But, uh, yeah, I, I obviously am not a pro at, at dirty talk over the phone. Unless you want to laugh. And that's what I did. But anyway, yeah, we, seems like whenever I would make a quick connection somewhere else, I would like leave her alone for a while, but it, so many of these connections never work out They're, for whatever reasons. I can't fathom all the reasons why. I can name a bunch and they could be right or wrong. Um, but like I'd, I'd leave her alone for maybe the week she had her kid. And then, like, the night she dropped them off, I'd, I'd either call or text, because we were doing things by phone, and be like, how you doing? Because I knew her when, the night her kid went home, she just fell apart and was, was depressed. And so I would call her and ju just to talk. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't seek in anything besides being a, a friend. And I'm going to have to do seven of these, and I'm only on two. Anyway, uh... You know, I cheer up and we talk, and she was always really nice. And we even nearly, I nearly drove up there, and she she kept talking about driving down here, but wasn't too sure because she thought she might end up buried in a field. And I'm like, Nah, I'd probably just put you in the river. I'd probably sink you in the river. I wouldn't bury you in the field. That's ungentlemanly. And she would laugh, and then she'd be like, Are you serious? I'm like, No, I'm not serious. Are you, are you serious to think I'm? You know, I'm not like that. But uh, to go up and visit her, I wouldn't be able to go to her place because her ex-to-be spied on her and was looking for any reason to take the boy away from her from her half of the uh, time having the kid, even though she probably could win the kid full custody because she worked and he didn't. Although he could, he just didn't. He was a professor. But I guess I met someone else and just stopped getting in touch with her. And she never texted or called me back. And so the dirty talker was over. And I guess, what in the world? Oh, that's my dog. And so I guess the next one was the... Uh, the Louisiana mama. She she lived across the river west of Vicksburg, 
we've met online and she wanted to meet you know she she liked my pictures she liked me we talked on the phone she liked my voice she was she was into me um she sounded really nice her picture was really nice and so i was like well i'll just drive to your town and we can meet at a restaurant and have lunch she's like great that sounds great um what day and i and i was like well what day is good for you and she told me and because she's a teacher and so she told me the day and she says i'm gonna have to have my toddler with me my my one-year-old i was like i don't that's fine i have no problem with that let's let's meet at such and such 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 time it's like great see you then so i drove over there and um Pull in the restaurant. I don't think she was there yet. And when she pulled in and I saw her in the car, I was like, oh man, you don't quite look like your photo. Not not too far off. I get out. I'm really tall. She looks up at me and she goes, gosh, you really are tall. And you don't look anything like your photos. And I was like, I hate my photos. I hate my I feel like I'm a much better person in, in reality. And she's like, you are, you are. And she was, I was like, whoa, easy there. Your girl's here. So me and her and her little girl go in and eat. Little girl, one-year-old that can walk, runs the restaurant. She goes from walking around from table to table. And everyone's just gushing over this little girl. And it, it doesn't take away from the luncheon date. We have a good time. We eat. I, I just... The the woman was a uh, gung ho workoutaholic. So much to where it just looked like she burned more calories than she took in. And if you listen to this, please, you already know because I told you. Do not take any of this the wrong way because you're a fantastic person. You really are a dedicated mother. And you were given a very difficult situation. The situation was, now the little daughter wasn't quite one years old. When the little daughter was born, the, the Louisiana woman's husband had already left her. He'd been overseas at some, at some of the uh, Gulf Wars. He'd seen and done some really awful stuff that, that bothered him deeply. So much so that after he had left his wife, and four kids, three kids with one on the way, that he took his own life. Tragic. Tragic. And so it dawns on me, and I didn't learn it that day. I learned it over the next two weeks that we still talked. And the, you know, the onion began to peel, and I began to learn more and more reasons why I didn't want to be involved in this because it was too heavy. But to just throw everything out there, he left, she was still pregnant, three other boys, he took his own life. So she's basically what she was doing was trying to fill the vacuum and do it fast. And, I, and at the moment, I was candidate 1A. I was the candidate. Now, there were candidates before me. She had dated someone over here in, in my area. 
who was a tall redhead who had a bunch of kids and said he was uh, divorced. And they got together over in her area because she lived close to uh, parents and aunts and stuff that could watch the kids when she needed. So she was getting down with, with these connections she was making. Um, gosh, do I want to say this? So this this guy she was seeing, the first guy, had a real small dick. <laughs> she told me. And so he was in the anal because that's where he could actually feel the sides. Ugh, I hate I just said all that. Um, she did say that it, that anal's cool, anal, you know, anal's okay on offhand situations. Well, I hadn't, we hadn't touched and I wasn't going to touch an anal. <laughs> I wasn't going to, I'm not anal either way. And so, horror. Um, so she was set to go to his house finally and visit. And they had all these plans of being uh, two parents with eight kids, the super Brady bunch. And when she was ready to go over there, she could not get in touch with them. She couldn't find them. She never heard from him again. He ghosted her. So what's going on in these uh, dating sites? Are people cheating on their spouses and using other people and leading them on? Who knows how many of them are doing that? I have no idea. I might have been part of one of those. And it's the very last one on my list. And that was just a couple of weeks ago or less. So not only had she seen that guy and gotten ghosted, then she was dating a guy in San Antonio and f and flying out and flying back and him flying in and flying back and stuff, whatever they're doing. That's a lot of flying and a lot of distance for, you know, I, I'm not a long distance relationship guy. I do not see how they work. There's too much time apart, too much time away. No thanks. So she and her whole family were set to fly out to see him. And the night before, she gets a call from a woman who says, I just slept with so-and-so, and I'm going to spend the night, and hung up. So I don't know if that was that dude's wife or girlfriend or new hookup or whatever. So there she is again, jilted, and just like, ugh, you know, why are there so many crappy men out there? I guess I can say shitty men, can I? I can. Do I need to speed this up? This may go long. Doesn't matter. Um, this is one of the longer stories, actually. Um, that didn't work. And then I guess it wasn't too long. I was the next guy. So we we eat lunch, and she's like, well, let's go back to my house. I'm thinking, you just met me, and you're going to take me back to your house with your one-year-old. That's very trusting. Now, I'm not going to kill anybody, but that's that's very trusting. And so I followed her back to her house because I'm not going to do anything. And it was a nice house in the in the country. Um, nice views. And we're sitting on the couch and it's, uh, she puts her baby to sleep in her room. And we're sitting on the couch and I'm kind of off towards the end and we're just talking and I keep getting this vibe that I'm supposed to make a move on her. And I had no intentions whatsoever. 
Um, a, some of the stuff that I had just told you, she had told me, and I was kind of like, damn. <laughs> and then, B, she was just, she was working herself to death between four kids, a college teaching job, and riding a bike and running and walking every day. She just looked gaunt. Her face looked just too thin. She needed to fill out her face and her neck some. And I hate that I'm talking about someone, anyone, but especially someone as nice as, as this woman. But it's just, there was no spark. Not for me. She kind of realized it. But we, you know, hug. I'm going to head home. You got to go pick up your kids at school. It's a good cue for me to leave. And so I went home and I was just like, I don't know. I just don't know about that. Her legs were awesome because she constantly biked, ran, walked. And I don't know. And so I'm I'm building myself back up over a week to be like, well, let's meet again. Because you meet someone once and they're wearing the certain outfit. You see them again, their hair is different and they got a different outfit on. You got to meet someone more than once to get a good vibe. That's That's what I've learned. And so I'm like, well, if you can get away, why don't you come over here? And if you want to spend the night, you can spend the night. If not, whatever. And you can see my place, and we can hang out, and I'll cook you dinner. And uh, we'll hang out, see how it, how it goes. So she drives over. Um, she looks nicer. Not that she didn't look nice before, but I don't know. Something over the next last the middle two weeks, uh, maybe she was happier or more. Maybe she her face filled out a touch. I don't know. But she came in, I showed her my place, uh, I cooked, I can't remember what I cooked, it was deer poppers probably, or something, duck poppers or deer poppers, but I cooked, and we talked, I think she drank some wine, and we went back and laid on my bed and just chilled, I think we were watching something on, on TV, excuse me, I think we were watching something on TV, and, uh, she fell asleep pretty quick, but she gets up really early and goes, 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 goes. Being a mom, being a teacher, working out. Fell asleep. I was like, well, that's cute, you know, and I made sure she was there and comfortable, and I watched what I wanted to watch, and uh, I went to sleep. Sometime during the middle of the night, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't sleep yet. She, like, woke up, and the light of the TV was lighting up the room because I turned the light off. And she turned around and looked at me, and it looked like a ghost, like a skeleton was looking at me with hollow eyes. And thank goodness I wasn't on drugs and didn't react awfully. I was just like, what, what the, where did you come from? It was very strange, and I feel awful about saying these things. She, and she went back to sleep. Well, the next morning... I told her about it <laughs> and she got no 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 I did not tell her about it the next morning I, I, thank God I was smart she probably would have hit me with something we like spooned the next morning laying in bed and just talked 
And she, she really wanted me to make a move, I'm certain. And I wasn't gonna. And it was because the first meeting I noticed something on her lip. And then when she came over here, it was almost gone. And I don't think I mentioned it, but somewhere in between there, she mentioned how she got fever blisters. I don't get fever blisters. I looked up fever blisters. I don't want to get fever blisters. That was probably the main reason why I decided this isn't going to, you know, I'm I'm a patient man anyway. I'm just going to be patient and wait. I'm not going to jump on the first person that I make a connection with because I'm not desperate. I think she was desperate. I told her she was moving too fast. It hadn't even been a year since her husband killed himself. And she'd already seen at least three men now and slept with two of them. Would have slept with me had I said, uh, I'll marry you and be your kid's dad because that's what she was looking for. And that was just cut and dry right there. Not what, that's just not me. And I remember telling her later after she went home, and I remember watching her comb her hair out after she used the shower and felt odd that all my ex's stuff was still in the bathroom at the time. But her hair was beautiful. Her legs and butt were beautiful. I mean, she, she was thin, but she was so, so thin in the face. And I mean, if, if, if it's bad of me to talk of that, then I'm a bad person. But the spark wasn't there. By then, she knew it. I knew it. She went home. We talked a little bit. I let her know what happened that night when she looked up at me, and I thought I saw like a skeleton ghost. And she, <laughs> she threw some words at me by text saying, well, I didn't know. I basically looked like dog shit. I was like, you don't look like dog shit. Just you need to eat some food and smooth it over. I was like, listen, it's not a... It's not a match. It's not a spark. I wish you the best. I'm not going to use you and abuse you and then throw you out, you know. And she appreciated that because the first two guys used her and fully used her. And that's not me. So Louisiana Gale did not work out. Still friends on Facebook. Not a lot of contact, but, you know, still friends. Now, another Louisiana gal that was kind of crazy, a really good-looking woman, uh, re responded to a, a, a hey comment to her. And she was like, well, you know, we looked at each other's profiles. She's like, well, here's my phone number. You know, just text me. And me not knowing some people don't have a sense of humor said, wow, you sure did give your phone number out fast as a joke. It pissed her off. She's like, oh, what, what kind of woman do you think I am, huh? And then, you know, delete and <laughs> never heard from her or got a message through or back from again because of just a simple little joke that obviously, and the way I look at it is if that hadn't pissed her off, the next thing I said would have. And if that didn't, the next thing would have. It wouldn't have taken long. So it was good that we just got you know, 
got taken care of right away. You're crazy. Yeah. In the same time, I met a girl who's local on on this uh, on this on the dating site, and I liked a lot about her. She was a little over Christian, meaning everyday Christian talk, which is okay. You know, I can I can tolerate that. I'm Christian. Um. You ask me to be Christian every day, all day, I might get turned off about it, but I'm not going to be ugly. And this didn't get ugly. The, the, the one thing about this gal is I, we never met, and I, was, I didn't want to go and meet her for lunch and then realize, oh, wow, what a large ass and legs you have. Because, and I wouldn't say that. But that's not some someone I'm looking for. I'm looking for a more active person, a more sh- in shape person. And I never could tell about her what that was. And we talked for a while, but then and she and another thing that was that was a little red flag was like you know I go on these dates, and after one date I never hear from them again. And she's like I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I don't sleep with them on the first date, but I'm not gonna. And I was like, well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't sleep with them on the second day. I mean, it's all what, what you feel like doing. You know, in my, in my book, it's all in the woman's, it's all in her court on what goes down and when and where and all that stuff. You know, you, you, you encroach on that and you can get yourself in trouble probably. But maybe not. I don't know. I don't, I don't encroach on that. Well, you know, we, we talked on and off a little bit, probably the same time as the uh, Louisiana gal. And she decided one day that she was just going to dedicate herself to God. And whatever's in her life is in her life, and whatever's out of her life is out of her life. And it's in God's hands, and I'm just going to live my life. And so... um. On occasion, when I would reach out to see how she's doing, she would answer, but she never, ever texted me or contacted me, and so I just let it fade out. I was like, oh, well. Oh, well. And she ended up getting a job really close to here, and she just looked at my profile recently, and I thought she had met somebody, which I'm glad. I hope she did meet somebody, but I don't know why she'd look at my profile yesterday. Um... Then I met a girl who was in the area. She was redheaded. She was gorgeous. Um, kind of tall. And we hit it off pretty good. Um, mostly texting. A lot of texting daily. Um, finally got her on the phone. She did not sound how she looked. She sounded more... More, and I would. T- I told her this. She sounded a little butch, but a little butch, butch woman. You know, it was a more authoritative voice. And uh, I invited her to come to my house. You know, come, come, uh, come see where I live. We'll hang out if if you're comfortable with that. And uh, we'll meet and and we'll sit on my back porch and just hang out. And so she showed up. She looked a little older than her pictures, not a lot, 
Um, you know, there's there were things about her that I, I you know, she she was she was someone I was interested in. She definitely was. There was there were certain aspects about her that I, that were that were a little. I don't know. She she didn't uh, work out or or move around as much as she used to, and so she'd put on a little weight, I guess. She uh, had a she, she made up for it in her in her uh, in her chest. That was that was pretty that was pretty. Um, her legs were nice though. I mean, she was nice. She was really cool. She was she wasn't my exact match, but she was she was pretty cool, and we got along. We had a lot in common. We only I think we only met that one time here at my house. She was leaving. She we sat on the back porch for a few hours. I was gonna make her lunch, and we never even made lunch. We just talked the whole time. And uh, she was like, "Well, I should probably go. It's getting late in the afternoon." So. We're in the driveway talking, and and my ex and the kids drive up. I knew they had been here earlier, and they went to town. I thought they'd be going longer, not that it mattered. So everybody gets to meet. My daughter's like, she's so pretty, and she is she is a pretty woman. And my ex said she's she's very pretty, and I'm like, yeah, she's very pretty. She's nice. I I'm not sure we click or not, but we're just talking. Really didn't want this to happen, but, you know, it's okay. And it was fine because the ex didn't give a crap. And uh, didn't bother didn't bother the, the redhead woman. So she goes home, and, and we text on and off, but then there, we go into these, she goes into these dark periods where you don't hear from her for four or five days. And this was, you know, we talked for like five weeks. On the, we talked actually vocally on the phone maybe three times. Met that one time. It was all texting on my own telephone, not on the site. And then she went, I guess it was like the end of the fourth week. She, she just kind of spilled the beans about how she couldn't stop thinking about me, how she was really into me, all this talk. And I was like built up like, well, cool, you know, thinking... You know, no one's perfect. Let's see what happens. And then I, she goes dark for like four, five, six, seven days. Maybe nine days she went dark after after just spilling her guts to me in a positive way for me in my mind. And then she sends me a message that says, you know, I don't, I didn't know how to tell you this, but I'm just going to say I decided that I'm just going to date a friend of mine that I've known for a long time. I'm like, what? What were you saying last week? You're saying all that stuff, and then all of a sudden you're just going to take the easy route and date a friend of yours who's been obviously after you. Have you been seeing this guy on and off while we've been hanging out? And she was like, well, I wasn't committed to anybody. And I'm just, you know, she had said before that she was a one at a time kind of person, which was bullshit now. So uh, then I'm like, well, okay, well, Thank you for telling me. She's like, well, I still want to be able to uh, hang out and be friends. And I'm like, <laughs> I think I said, quote, we've only hung out one time, bozo. <laughs> I was kidding. And I don't think it pissed her off. 
And she, she said something else, and I was just like, you know, I, I, that's not me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking for a friend who I was looking at from another point of view. So I mean, we can we can be Facebook friends or whatever. And she sent me a note about my when my dad died. She sent me a little, you know, prayers lifted up or whatever, which was very nice. Thank you. Um, and I suppose you're still seeing that dude whenever you feel like seeing him, which is cool. Uh, I hope your daughter is on a good path. And I don't want to get any deeper into that. And I hope your little man is, is real cool. She might listen to this, but I doubt it. I really doubt it. It's just kind of a, you know, Facebook friends or friends that just like like a comment you or a post you did like once a month or for a week or whatever. Real friends, you know, stay in contact. But we were, we were never into the real friend realm. So that didn't work. So back to square one, as I call it, which was, we've, okay, we've done them all, and we've gone, uh, we're going to go an hour, guys. We've done them all, except one, and this is the uh, gritty one. Met this one on the same site, uh, down on the coast. Had a lot of Christian wordage in her profile. Didn't bother me. Um, we texted a little. We got to where we were texting a lot. We got to where she liked to FaceTime a little bit. And I wasn't real sure about... She said she was skinny or thin. And you just can't tell looking at little phone screens. And I just wasn't sure about her. But she's very pretty. Gorgeous. Gorgeous woman. And uh, we decided... Uh, you know, the, the, the talk kept getting a little randier, a little, little sassier. And, and uh, you know, it sounded like she really wanted me to meet. I was like, hey, I've, I've got an open slot this week, a couple of days where I can get away. I can come down there. And, uh, you know, I had places to stay. She was like, oh, well, let's set up time. So we set, a, set up a time frame to come down, and I ended up getting a uh, hotel, and I told her. She's like, oh, perfect. I can uh, attack you there or whatever, you know, and it was real sassy talk and stuff. And so I still have the back of my mind, you know, what? okay, I've been through this six times. What does she really look like? Because you can only tell so much in pictures. But I drive down. I check into my room, and I, I text her that I'm in town, and I'm there. She's like, okay, I'm on my way. And so I, instead of sitting in the hotel room like some kind of pimp, I went and sat outside on the sidewalk. And she drove up. And she looked very pretty. And she got out. And she, she was gorgeous. She is a gorgeous woman. She's almost 5'10". 5'9", maybe. Gorgeous. Hilarious. You know, it's a great sense of humor. And yet, f just full on Father, Son, Holy Ghost every day. Turns out she likes to listen to Christian music a lot. And so I think we listened to Christian music in my truck when we, we drove up the beach. We found a place to go eat. We went and ate. She had a little glass of wine. We had a really nice time getting along smoothly. Um, made our way back towards uh, Biloxi, 
where I had a play the place. Um, I can't remember what we did in that little time frame between when it got dark. But once it was dark, oh, we were driving down Pass Road because I wanted to drive down Pass Road for some stupid reason. And I saw a Jamaican market or store. And I like stopped and I pulled in. And I was like, let's go check this out. Fancho. So we go in the Jamaican store and uh, they're playing reggae music. And they have all these uh, West Indies or Caribbean Island uh, products on the shelves. <coughs> Excuse me. It's time for some... <coughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jamaica, no, shut up. So she looks, she sees in this beer cooler a chilada, a tall boy. She's like, "What's a chilada?" I was like, "That's that's like a uh, Bloody Mary, but with beer." She was like, "Oh, I want one." So I bought her a chilada, and she's drinking it. And we drove uh, to the beach. And walked out of the beach. She's like, okay, I'm, I, I need to smoke. Uh, and I think I remember that she occasionally smoked cigarettes or vaped. So I was like, well, let's get out of the truck, go to the beach. And we'll take a chilada with us. Take, the ch- take your chilada and we'll go out and uh, you can vape. And so we went out and stood on the beach and it was a little breezy. It was really nice. People were out in the water. The tide was way out. And... Uh, she she took a big deep vape and vaped it out. She goes, "You want to taste?" I was like, "No, only if I can taste it in a kiss." And her eyes got kind of big, and she thought I was kidding, or maybe she didn't think I was serious. Whatever. And she did another one. And I was like, "Well," and so we kissed, and it was really nice, fantastic kisser. I haven't kissed a woman. Like romantically, I can't remember because my ex wasn't, we just, we just, the the romance had gone out of our marriage and I'm never going to do an episode on all that. But let's just say years and years and years and years of like a romantic kissing. And so we, we kissed on the beach and it was really nice. And, uh. After a little while, I mean, it seemed like a long time, we decided to go get more chiladas. And we went and bought three. And we went back to the room, popped some chiladas, and we sat in the bed, uh, turned on the TV to nothing particular, and just sat and talked and drank chiladas. I think I, and I don't drink, by the way, but I ended up drinking probably a beer's worth of those. And she drank several of them. And uh, we kissed a little bit. And then we, then we, she had, she had this thing about her neck. The back of her neck was extremely sensitive. And just lightly touching or blowing on her neck just drove her wild. And so that was the whole key to getting into the spoon position where I could work her neck and turn her on. And I turned her on. <laughs> And so, God, do you know, do I want to go there? It is explicit. I'm not mentioning names. You know, I'm, I'm lightly groping her and I'm rubbing her. 
through her uh, pants. She had on like tight fitting uh, jogger pants, but they were nice looking. And had her turned on, and I was like, I'm just going to go there. Uh, fuck it. And so, you know, she's extremely turned on, and I'm blowing on her neck, and she's just, she's going wild. And I'm like, kind of kiss it. She's like, yes. <laughs> and so she shucks her pants. And see, I have this technique where you can rub the G spot and rub the button and, and, or, however you want to work the button and make them shoot off like a rocket. And if there was people in the rooms next to us or even on the backside, they know, they knew what was going on with her. It was loud and proud. I was really proud that I could do this to someone. (laughs) And, uh, you know, right near, I can't help but think this is obviously the continuity is, is, is bleeped. But I can't help to think that I shouldn't have, uh, I kept on talking. Like, where I put the break in just then, I didn't know it stopped. And I I kept on talking for a little while. And it stopped at one hour. One second before one hour. And at that one hour mark, I need to catch back up to where I was just 36 seconds ago. When I was giving her the double rub, kiss, lick, etc., uh, she bucked the horse. <laughs> she she screamed, and I felt this warm gush go into my hand. I thought, holy shit, she peed the bed. Here's the thing: she had told me for weeks that her daughters, who are grown. Whenever they get together with her or their mom and they go out and do stuff, they have this contest to see who can make her laugh until she pees. Because apparently, if she, if she laughs for too long, continuously, she'll pee a little bit. So when my hand got filled up with a gush, and she was not embarrassed by it whatsoever. She was in in happy zone, I guess. I uh, smelled my hand, and it didn't smell like pee, and the, the center of the bed was soaking wet. I mean, it was like a like someone emptied a quart of <laughs> water on the bed. I don't know what else to say. And uh, she was like, oh, oh well. <laughs> I'm like, dang. Girl, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of a, no one knew what to say, but she was laughing. She wasn't embarrassed. I guess she's a squirter because she squirted what I later learned was her juice. And that's what it's called. So it's a familiar thing to her. I put a towel over it and she uh, manipulated me. And uh, gosh, she was she was gorgeous, guys, gals. There's some gals out there that might like gorgeous women. I don't know. And, you know, I told her she was beautiful and she was gorgeous, you know, throughout the day and in the evening, you know, a few times. Not too much to where it sounded stupid. I mean, I know better. 
But we hung out in the bed after, and it was late. You know, we stayed up to four or five. And, you know, we went to sleep. Got up and hung out a little bit and uh, slept in late, obviously. We don't have to bed so late. We went, uh, got ourselves together, and we went and had lunch at Mikey's on the bio. Had raw oysters. They had them. They're really good. They're really salty. And uh, came back to the room and spooned and just kind of cuddled, you know. And then I fell asleep. I think she fell asleep. We napped and uh, woke up from nap. And she was, looked at her phone, and she was like, ah, I've got to go help my dad. Um, he's got things to bring in. The rain, there's a big rain coming in from the uh, Gulf. And so I was like, well, sure, I'll just, I'll just chill here, you know. And I watched a little TV. Um, I think I took a shower and uh, played a game or two on my phone. I got a few different mind-stimulating mind games on my phone that I'll do. And after about two hours, I got a text that said, I don't think I can get away from here. Sorry, I won't make it tonight. And I was, you know, what? So I sent a text. I was like, you've got to be joking. You can't be serious. One of those. And nothing. And so I sent another text, you know, just asking, I guess, if things were okay or... You know, just trying to clarify and nothing. And so I waited about 15 minutes and I was like, man, if she's not coming back and I was leaving in the morning, uh, I'm going home. And so I sent another text that said, listen, I'm going to wait around a while and see if you uh, feel like telling me what's up. And if I don't hear from you in a bit, I'm going home. And I did not hear from her in a bit. I did not hear from her all the way home. I did not hear from her that night. The next day, I still have not heard from her. And this has been two weeks. Yeah. So I was telling my, I can't believe that my phone cut out and I didn't record the finish of this story. I can believe it. I just didn't know it cuts out at 59.59, which is what it did. That's one second short of one hour. Um, oh, the horror, horror, the moral of the story is sometimes men get used. <laughs> I don't know what the moral is. Well, I told my friend who came down for my dad's funeral and he's like, oh, dude, man, she used you, man. At least she used you, man. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess, I mean, I guess I got used. But, you know, at least there was reciprocation and at least it was fun. I, You know, whether she gets back in touch or not, I don't know. Don't care. Uh, I'm still on that stupid site. I'm still trying to figure out how and where I'm going to meet people. You know, we're, we're doing this COVID round two because all the stupid... All the stupid protesters in all the cities had to mass up and protest and pass it around when they came home or went to visit or went to school. The youth don't care. They're strong and rude, as my sublime musician guru says. They're strong and they're rude, rude people. 
Oh, man, but, you know, I, the reason I brought up my dad's funeral, and I guess I might not, it might not be on this, it might not have made the recording, was it's one of those moments where reality hits you. When Hurricane Katrina came on shore of the Mississippi Gulf Coast with 30-plus foot surge and waves on top and completely wiped out entire blocks across the coastline of buildings, of all structure, gone. And a lot of people died. And then New Orleans had its disaster the next day when the levees broke. And all those people drowned. You know, that's a heavy scenario. We were in... In fact, my friend that came down and visited me and said, I just, I just got played by the uh, Christian, the super Christian. Did I say she, she liked to... Uh, not liked to. She was a prayer warrior that people called her for prayer. She'd, she'd gotten a vision and a sign when she was young, so she'd always been this way. She's, it's not like she's, she's uh, brainwashed, because she's not. She's very, very clear. And uh, when her brother was dying, she was driving somewhere and saw demons like it was real. And she knew these demons were after my brother because he's dying of cancer. And so I've got to fight them. I've got to kill them all. And she reached and had a sword and slayed demons in a, in a way to where she was experiencing this as if it were real while driving down the highway, I believe. But she couldn't get the last of the demons and it upset her so much. And she thinks that because she couldn't get the last of the demons, that's the cancer that took her brother, which is a year, less than a year ago, I believe. And that's some trauma to go over. Well, you know, reality hitting you in the face. When I was with my friend who came down and said she played me, and I agree, since I've not heard from her in two weeks and probably never will, for whatever reason. I mean, she's probably having a prayer warrior for someone else, and I hope hope it works. Um, my friend and I and our wives, well, my, we weren't married. I don't think any of us were married yet. My friend and I and our girlfriends <laughs> were in my house in Bellhaven in Jackson, Mississippi, and when Katrina passed to the east of Jackson, we got winds out of the north gusting up to 100 miles an hour. And we heard trees falling all over the neighborhood. It, it shook the ground. It shook the house. It was surreal. Of course, we weren't in, in danger of drowning in a surge. But it was, it was something. You, all you could smell was pine tree afterwards because they were all broken everywhere. That happened. That was pretty heavy. Then, right after my good friend Del Rendon, what was in his mind to take a morphine patch and swallow it? I do not know. But it killed him that night. He asphyxiated in his sleep. And 
when you when you see reality hit you in the face, things that that you can't change back. And I said this earlier, you no regrets. You say the things that you want to say. You do the things that you want to do. And uh, I asked my ex to marry, and we got married. And so, jumping to now, my father's funeral was yesterday. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in overdrive trying to date, really, I guess. You know, who wants to be alone, especially when you're 50? Not getting any younger. I'm not going to wait around. You know, I'm proactive. But I don't know where I'm going to meet someone. That's why I got on that stupid dating site and had all those... Uh, misadventures, <laughs> which is, makes for a great life story. You know, I, I thought maybe I could write a book about it, but I, I knew I would never, ever do a fucking podcast about those experiences, especially that last one. But it's real life. It's too true to lie. It is. And so I made it explicit. I threw in some curse words. And maybe it'll keep certain people from listening to it. That and that's so fucking long. Sorry, guys and gals. You know, my dad's funeral yesterday made me think. No regrets. And I I, I so close to come to sending a message to this woman that I know who has several kids and her husband was a piece of shit and she got out of it and I was married. When I met her, she was married to him. I would see her at parties, birthday parties for kids and so gorgeous, so adorable. I've had and have such a crush on her and I nearly sent her a message saying, listen, I'm a jackass. I'm so sorry, but I, you know, no regrets, but you don't say, you never know. I just, I had the hugest crush on you when we were married. Not you and me, but, and I didn't send it. And I probably will one one of these, I probably will tomorrow. Who knows? I mean, what do I have to lose? I got nothing to lose, y'all. You know, grab life by the tail and swing that bitch around. Anyway. I don't know what else to say. I would normally say peace as I end it all, but there's not been a lot of peace going on, in, at least not in this episode of Two True to Lie, which is way too, too long. I don't like making them this long, but maybe people have the time to listen to them or they can listen to them in parts. I don't know. But uh, here is to all of those ladies and wannabe ladies who are just females doing people wrong. <laughs> Here is what I've got to say on this outro instead of peace. All I've got to say is you're fucking crazy.
Crazy. 